0: Welcome to Drinks at the Doll, Episode Six: Stray Thoughts on How Sexuality is Portrayed on Lost Girl. We're doing something a little different this week. You're listening to Drinks at the Doll, a podcast waystation for Lost Girl fans. I'm your host. My name is Stephanie, and like I said, we're doing something a little bit different this week because unfortunately, Annie and I were not able to get one of our longer episodes like we have been releasing. We weren't able to get one of those recorded for this week, and we didn't want to leave you empty-handed. So what I thought I would do is I am going to give you a little snippet of conversation that was edited out of episode f- four, I believe. It's part of the conversation we had with Melanie Killingsworth, and it wasn't quite related to either episode four or episode five, so I ended up editing it out, but it's still an interesting conversation, so I thought I would let you hear that. And here you go. So before we move on to talking about the two rules that concern sexual orientation, I have a couple of things I wanted to talk about in regards to sexuality more generally. The way that Michelle Lavretta phrases her first rule about slut shaming makes it very specific to Beau. But I think a way maybe this rule gets applied to the cast in general is that everybody is portrayed as enjoying sex and having a sex life. And I think we really see that in sort of a new way in season 3 with with Trick because he gets a love interest in Stella and I was I was very pleased to see that storyline.
1: I love the way that they play up his sexuality and it's not just with Stella, it's all throughout season 3. I believe when when Kenzie goes to him to get the key for the the special sex room, I and he pulls out this case full of keys. That we're supposed to intimate from that that he at some point had the keys to all of the sex places. He's very into sex. He is come on to by several people in season three. He and Dyson have some good natured ribbing. Uh, he and Stella have this long extended flirtation, including a definite reference to uh, S and M at some point right near the end. Uh, Just kind of a sly little wink nod. And I really like the fact that we do see his wife, his past wife also as well, at some point. And I love the fact that the show just doesn't even acknowledge that someone with tricks, societal difference would have any sort of problem being capable of a romantic attachment to somebody who society would consider to be normal. And it's just who he is and he's really into sex and he should have a sex life just as well as his granddaughter should so even though he's well old both in terms of fey age and in terms of like societally old he is quite capable of having romantic interests so i i really love the way that they they play that up all the way through the season
0: and i like how when we've seen trick kiss his his love interest both his wife and Stella, they're these really passionate kisses. They're not these sort of sweet peck on a cheek or, you know, just a little peck on the lips. They're passionate kisses. And I think that's, that's great showing that people, you know, over the age of 35 can have sex lives. And it's, it's not gross. It, you know, we don't, we're not making fun of this. Cause I think that often, if it's not sort of portrayed in a really sweet way, it's often gets portrayed in like a funny way. Like, Oh, you know, they're 60 and they're having sex. Isn't that funny? It's like, no, it's not funny. There are plenty of 60-year-olds in the world having sex and enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. And like you like you mentioned, I like that we got a little suggestion that, that Trick and Stella might be into some kink. There's kind of a bondage reference at some point, which I was glad to see because prior to that, we'd really only seen BDSM associated with, with Vex and then the Morrigan, who are both, both Dark Fae and both generally portrayed kind of evil. And so it was nice seeing that kind of lifestyle associated with somebody
1: who isn't a bad guy who's more of a good guy and and not played for humor necessarily because i think the vex storyline where he almost got murdered was a little bit negative association and a little bit we're really just straight up playing this for laughs so to to see that someone who's having a serious relationship could drop that as something that's just part of their sex life i thought was was pretty interesting And the actress, whoever plays Stella, manages to just put loads of suggestion into every line. Um,
0: Every move. Like when she takes her hairband off and whips her hair around, you know, the sexy librarian, as people call it. And she says, Trick, sometimes I like it loud, too. It's just perfect. And you can (laughs) see the gleam in Trick's eyes when he has her furs and you know he knows he's about to get lucky but yeah, um, we, we need we need to see a flashback episode with trick sometime and all his exploits they made a mention of him having exploits in season 2 i believe with um Wan. i think that's her i think that's her name or it might be her fae name i don't remember but the the car- the fae that he went to to get some important ingredient for his his uh, ritual that he had to do to prophesize on the blood moon. I I remember that they they she referenced them having sex outdoors somewhere. So <laughs> I find it really interesting that even though the show is very sex positive, we have not had a single conversation about Bo or anybody using birth control. All I remember is I believe it's in Mirror Mirror, which is the fourth episode of season two. Kenzie makes a fay, STG. STD joke. But besides that, we've had no mention of, of kind of safe sex and things like that.
1: Uh, Lauren actually makes it a point to kind of jab at Dyson, both to Beau and to Dyson's face, that she wishes that Bo would, as your physician, I wish you would be with someone quote, less traveled. And so she definitely is, is jibing at that. However, there's a couple of ways in which they could have done it. For instance, when when Tamsin is rifling through Dyson's bedside drawer, no condoms, or there there aren't really any hail-doesn't-hail who's supposed to be, like, the, the sexual siren never really mentions it. I really, 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 though, want there to be a throwaway line about how if Bo catches an STD, she can heal herself from the STD by having more sex. <laughs>
0: because I... I just hopefully that time with a condom though
1: <laughs> right i I think that that, that would be awesome slash hilarious it's a win win for her, but um no, they're really other than other than Kenzie's joke and lauren's jibe, they just kind of don't talk about it, so
0: well, I don't know if that'd be something that's kind of throwaway in this world. They just don't want to talk about it because they feel they have so many other issues to talk about, but yeah, it would be pretty funny to bring it up. But who knows? We don't know everything about fay anatomy. Maybe they get lucky and they don't get STDs. We don't know. <laughs> and,
1: and from from the no, director, we
0: all wish we don't need condoms.
1: I would hate having. To, I mean, I'd hate having to introduce the, if if one if it gets introduced in one scene, you're gonna have to mention it in every scene. Okay. Bo comes staggering up the stairs, all bloody. She knocks on Dyson's door. He opens the door. She pushes him against the wall. Oh, by the way, do you have a condom? Like it just doesn't work. Yeah. In yeah. Sort of. <laughs> in this sort of uh, atmosphere, yeah, it does. It does tend to kill the mood.
0: But with as much as many jokes as they make about Bo needing lots of batteries, presumably for her sex toys, they could make references to Bo also needing a lot of condoms or you know other
1: forms of birth control because she has a lot of sex. Maybe Kenzie can get her cousin to steal them in bulk. <laughs>
0: We opened Beau's, like, bathroom cabinet, and it's just stocked full of, like, off-brand birth control. (laughs) And chocolate. Don't forget the chocolate. And chocolate.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I do think that they could jokingly bring it up. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed
0: that little bit of conversation. Like I said, it didn't quite fit into either topic, but it was still interesting, so I thought I would share it. And... To get a little personal here, Uh, the rest of this episode is probably going to be a lot of me talking. So if you have gotten what you came for out of the podcast, feel free to turn me off and and we'll see you next week. But uh, I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about why Annie and I had difficulties getting the podcast for this week recorded. And the big reason for that was because my schedule has changed and it's gotten a lot busier. Just a little bit about me. I am currently, I am going to graduate school. I'm getting a master's degree in social work, and I also work part-time. That, as you might imagine, is kind of busy, and it has gotten even busier of late because my workload has increased. I'm taking summer classes, which move faster. Annie uh, Annie lives in California, so there's a big time difference between the two of us, and so scheduling times where we could both record the episode has gotten a little tricky of late. We don't want this scheduling to interfere with making the podcast, but it might ha- change how we make the podcast or how we p- release the podcast. If you hopefully you've noticed, we've been putting out a new episode every week on Tuesdays, and we'd like to continue doing that because I look forward to Tuesdays every week. I like getting the episode out there. I love hearing feedback from everybody and hearing what you think of what we're what we're talking about. And so I don't want to not put out an episode every week. I don't want to switch to doing bi-weekly podcasts. What I thought of as a solution would be we could do, start doing every other week, do kind of a shorter episode like this one was. And maybe sometimes they will be bits of conversation that were edited out of longer episodes. Maybe sometimes it'll be just sort of smaller Shorter topics that we discussed in, in 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 kind of a smaller length of time. Uh, I'm not entirely. Sh- I won't predict and tell you what every shorter episode will look like, but I'm I'm thinking of calling them half pints. You get it, huh? You get it, hmm? and uh, and so it, they'll be labeled, you know, half pints, and then the topic, so you know that it's it's one of the the shorter episode weeks. And so that is my current idea for kind of a solution so that we can keep putting out new episodes every week, but it will be a little less hectic for me and Annie as far as our scheduling is is concerned. And I'm not saying this is a permanent change. I would love to go back to putting out a longer episode every week, but I know my schedule is only going to get busier in the fall because I'm going to be, as well as going to school part-time or going to school full-time and having a part-time job, I also have to do an internship where I'm working something like 30 hours a week, I think. So, I'm going to be a bit busy. (laughs) So hopefully this new schedule will allow us to keep putting out podcast episodes every week and we'll try this for a while and see how it goes. I also wanted to mention that we have added a bunch of new subscription links over on our website. And just in case there are listeners out there who haven't listened to podcasts before, or maybe this is the first podcast you've listened to the second, I just wanted to kind of Explain what it means to subscribe to a podcast. First of all, you should know that subscribing is free. I know sometimes a subscription means that you have to pay a little bit for something. But in, in regards to this podcast, subscribing is free. And subscribing means that you will never miss an episode. It's a system where you are alerted to new episodes. Usually it means they download immediately for you. And you, su- you can subscribe to podcasts through a lot of different programs in a lot of different ways. The most popular way is through iTunes. But there are other ways that you can subscribe as well. You can listen to the podcast on Stitcher, which is an app for mobile devices, I think for iPods and iPads. And that's a way that a lot of people listen to podcasts. They, I think on Stitcher it's called you build a radio station and you can add this podcast to a, to a station. Um, and then you can also subscribe by things like email. And so I have links for all the different ways that you can subscribe to the podcast over at drinksatthedoll.com slash subscribe. There are direct links to subscribing in iTunes, subscribing in Miro, subscribing by email. And there's also a link to our podcast only RSS feed. If you're the type of person who uses an RSS reader to keep track of a bunch of different websites, you can use that feed to, to add to your RSS reader. I think that might be it for me for now. As always, we would love to hear your feedback about the content of this episode, and especially the content for future episodes. We are looking currently for contributors to a series of episodes that we are doing on different characters. We're particularly looking for f- people who are who really love Dyson, Kenzie, Hale, and Vex and the Morrigan. If you are a fan of any of those characters... We would love to have you on the show, love to have you talk about that character, what you find interesting about that character, where you want to see that character go in future seasons, and I have a description of how you can uh, contact us about being a contributor over on the website. I will put a link to that information in the show notes for this episode. They'll be at drinksatthedoll.com. They'll be in the show notes for episode six, but... If you're not interested in being a contributor, that's great too. We would love to hear from you. You can email us directly at feedback at or you can send us a voice message by clicking on the send a voice message link at the end of the show notes. And you can send those voice messages straight from your computer as well as through your iPhone or your iPad. It's really easy. You have to keep your message kind of short. It has to be under a minute and a half, but it's very easy to do. And then you can also call using a regular telephone or a cell phone, those fancy, fancy cell phones, you can call us and leave us a message on our voicemail line. That is at 972-514-7223. Again, my name is Stephanie. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Cheers.